the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Spot Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Peck of the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti. We're brought to you by Morgan Stanley's Global Sports and Entertainment. Hopefully, some of the athletes who are out of work talked to them beforehand, so they made some good moves with their money and wealth. Learn more, visit morganstanley.com slash GSE, Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Cutdowns have happened in the National Football League. We are recording this on Labor Day Monday. We don't we don't rest. Uh, <laughs> Never. The spot Never. track. And right? I know Mike hasn't rested no, he trying hasn't. to update thirty two <laughs> rosters over the last two days. How many transactions did you track? Well, it's this at weekend? least at least eleven hundred, right? Because that's the ninety minus fifty three times thirty two. There's your there's your morning math for you. But then <laughs> Half the, you know, there were 100 or so waiver claims. Then there's 320 practice squad spots. And then there's injured reserve players. So all those, all that movement is a manual process for us, which is really my fault. But that's the nature of the beast. But I, I want to bring this up. I, uh, I threw a little jokey tweet out about how, you know, it's ironic that the NFL does all this on Labor Day weekend. And I got a, I got a comment that I actually thought was pretty smart. These weren't jobs that were lost. That's true. This is one big interview. Yes, some, some, sometimes true. you get like a $10,000 bonus and t- sometimes you get like a $300 bonus to do this for all summer. Right, but, all nobody, summer. but nobody got paid anything. Really, really, that's what I mean. That little bonus you get, you got to sort of, you know, show up and kill yourself for an entire season, uh, right? And well, then, you got meals, Paul. Come on. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> yeah, but come on. No, I hear I, you. I mean, it's I actually you. a really strong point. I mean, the yeah. response that I got, it, it, you're playing for almost nothing all yeah, summer I think long. people think nothing. players get paid during training camp, and they do not. It's a minimal stipend at best. Right. Right? It's, well, like, it's like an internal stipend. Yeah. They, they Well, they get the uh, many players now. Savvy agents get them the workout money yep. in the spring. They do get the stipend for training camp, but it's a it's a a actual salary a doesn't kick in until week one. You get they get paid sixteen weeks out right. of the year. So. That's why that's why the guaranteed money is so important. Why right. the roster bonuses are so important. <laughs> right. Signing bonuses are so yeah. important. And and one other thing while we're talking about this, Mike, um, just explain to everybody why there's there were a few transactions of veteran people yeah. that are that are like, geez, why would they cut him or whatever? Explain yeah. why that happened. Let's let's take Greg Robinson for example. Well, the uh, the Browns week one starting left tackle. He's going to be the week one starting left tackle. He was released yesterday, which sort of you know blew Twitter a buzz. But it's going to be a, an accounting move more than anything. It's basically what happens is you can only have the fifty three man roster at this point, right? And you've got to be cap compliant. So there's a lot of moving parts right now. Basically, they needed a roster spot. I'm not sure what for yet. I haven't seen any any accounting move that that would coincide with that essentially. But they had to take their left tackle. Who has who has a six and a half million dollar cap hit uh, cleared to make some other move? Whether there's a trade coming from Cleveland, whether there's some sort of restructure or an extension coming, but they essentially needed six and a half million of dollars of cap, which they got in, in cutting, air quotes, cutting their left tackle. It's risky. It's a risky move. Well, it is and it isn't um, because I'm sure that there, there's an arrangement. You can't be cl- you can't be claimed on waivers because he's a veteran. So I'm sure there's an arrangement with him. Like, hey, we're going to do this. Don't go anywhere. You're coming back. I, it wasn't even what I was referring to. Well, you're talking about the vested veteran. Yes, right. That's a that's a steroid example of this, right? Mm-hmm. Where 
Maybe steroids not the term to use. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how about enhanced. <laughs> Look at the, the other part of this, Paul. Paul, and it's the first tweet, tweet I put response to this is they just might not want to guarantee his salary, and that's the point you're trying to make. So here. then he wouldn't be on the, ready to play for week one. See, that's the difference. They could bring him back and essentially make this work. It would just have to be a very last minute change. He's obviously ready to play on this team. He's been playing with them all summer. He can he can start whenever he needs. But your, to your point, vested veterans, four, year, four or more years of experience, if they are on the week one roster, their, their base salary is, becomes fully guaranteed. So a lot of these players that you're seeing fall off the roster right now the, over this weekend and the next couple of days, they're going, signed they're going to get today. signed back in eight days. A week from today. Yeah, in eight days, yeah. they're going to be back on the roster. A week from Monday. But it's going to be a prorated version of their salary, which means one-seventeenth yeah. one is what they make every Tuesday. Yeah. And that's all that matters. So the team can cut them at any time or trade them at any time, and the guarantees fall off. So, so to explain this a little simpler, they're going to say, you're going to sit out week one because we don't want to guarantee you $6 million. Yeah. yeah. That's right. All right. It so could don't happen. go anywhere. That, that could ha- it could don't happen move. With Greg You'll be back. So yeah. if I'm the Houston Texans. Yeah. Aren't I on the horn? Like, I'll guarantee it. Come on. Well, that that's to me that's risky. Yeah. Because they did just cut Matt Khalil, their their depth tackle. Now you know, obviously yeah. they've got a better tackle. But there are teams. Look at everybody needs linemen this time of year. Right. Everybody. I'm Why sure. The Patriots I'm sure it's a, for a bunch. I'm sure it's a handshake deal, and this is really just semantics with Cleveland. I think that happens. I don't a think lot. Greg Robinson wants to leave Cleveland. To be honest, there's not no, many better I, offenses out there right now. I so. think almost all of those are handshake deals where the player wants to stay, the yeah. team wants them. They're just hey, let's make this work all right. today. All right, but so let's look at this. If Cleveland, all right, their expectations are through the roof there. Why would you not want to start your best left tackle? Why would you sit him out a game? I think, Why him? I don't think the expectations are that's going to be the case. I think they bring him back before week one, and all of this conversation is moot. There are players who are going to fall into this skip out week one category, though, because they don't want to have guaranteed salaries. Let me, let me bring this conversation in because we've talked about the CBA a lot here coming up. Is this a con- point of contention for the CBA? Has this, has this been abused, in your opinion? Does it happen enough to be a point of contention? I don't know if it's enough, but is, is any too much? Like what? Let's say it's five percent. Bigger fish to fry. Sure, I would agree with that. Sure, but doesn't can't this get thrown in somewhere? Would Would veterans rather have their base salary fully guaranteed? I feel like teams don't do it as much as they used to, because nobody's that tight to the cap. Yeah, you're right. See, I mean, I think I think in the early stages of the cap in the early 2000s, when teams didn't manage the cap as well as they did, were doing this a lot because they were worried about that money. But I'm not sure this is a cap discussion, right? To me, that's the that's the inverse point. If they've got cap, they should be doing this because it's about the guarantee. It's right. about the guy getting hurt in week nine, right? I uh, I wonder if this becomes even more and more abused in, in the coming years as we approach this new CBA because they're right. Look at the, the Houston Texans have $40 million in cap space right now. They're not doing anything with this year. Nothing, right? So they could do – they may have just done this with Matt Khalil, by the way. They may be bringing back Matt Khalil week two as their depth tackle – but they didn't want to pay him, you know, seven million dollars against their cap for, for fully guaranteed. I think it's also a reason why teams, are, particularly at the kicker position, aren't going to sign the veterans and go with the young guys because that's the last position you want to guarantee for seventeen weeks when there's no guarantee that a guy can is going to kick for more than two or three. So don't be surprised to see next Monday. If the particularly if the younger kickers don't do so well in opening week, that you'll see the veteran guys get signed. Backup quarterbacks are the are the same thing as well too. Listen, money's money, right? Yeah. And yeah. if they cash, can, yes, that's cash right. is cash, and you can save cash. You do it, and that's why I'm I'm going to toot Mike's horn and 
uh, our horn here just a little bit when it comes to a move that was made by, you know, we're based in Buffalo by the Bills, the LaShawn McCoy, and I, I've, I was chuckling at all the tweets from people who cover the team, national uh, NFL people that we respect and have had on the show, like, surprise move. I'm like, no, it's not. Shouldn't be. I actually retweeted, I think, Schefter and said, not a surprise as as we pointed out at the Spot Track podcast, because Mike pointed out, gosh, uh, you said it right after the season. Like, after he's the going draft, to, we knew he was in danger. Yeah, but he's going to be cut because it didn't make sense to pay him what they were paying him uh, for the production they had, especially when they drafted a third-round running back. They brought in Gore. They brought in Yeldon. How is this a surprise to LaShawn McCoy? No, it's not. It, but, it can't to me, be. To me, the only surprise is, the, is how late in the game this happened. Right, they, they clearly thought someone would give him a pick for him, right? But Brandon Bean came, I, and I believe him. Brandon Bean came out and said he didn't try to trade him until the until the twenty fourth hour, which I, I believe that you, be, you I, why because because common sense would have had him released in, in May, the second you drafted Devin Singletary. If you believed in that pick, you you get you trade him then. My guess is you probably could have traded him in May, don't you think? There were teams a lot of a lot. I don't of know. Weeks. I still don't think there was a whole lot of market for a thirty-year-old running back in the last year with a six million dollar salary. Yeah. Right. Still, we've well, seen, we've seen a lot crazier head. things happen as we're going to get to. But, but my my point is this: I think he needed to see all he saw with Devin Singletary to get to this point. Brandon Bean, that is the GM of the Bills, and this was just the uh, the threshold that that we got to. So he kept McCoy's insurance essentially, Expect- and a lot of people think they should have kept him through the year for insurance. Because of Frank Gore being 36 and TJ Yeldon being maybe not great. <laughs> so there may be a point in time where they regret this. I don't think so. LeSean McCoy had his worst year possible last year. Right. And you can blame the offensive line all you want, but great running backs, you know, are great running backs. And I just think he's in steep decline. So fine. You put him into a team that's in a very similar situation as Buffalo and he gets half the money. That's fine. Right. So the Bills save six million. S- 6.1 million. That's cash. In cap and cash. Yep. Right. That's that's a ton. That's well, significant. That's a boat yeah, load. and again, I, I I like I like him going to Kansas City. Honestly, I didn't think of Kansas City at first. I think we were all focused on the Chargers or the Texans that have big holes at running back. But the Andy Reid connection was too strong, and I think I like him there on that offense as just another weapon. Even if you get fifty percent of what Lashawn McCoy is, or you get fifty percent of the production that he that he has shown he has the ability to do, that's just another weapon for Mahomes and those guys to. To mess with and they're not incredibly strong at running back anyway so I think LaShawn could be an interesting acquisition for the Chiefs I just think he should have seen this coming and back in the spring because the writing was on the wall just from a business standpoint sure. it was on the production wasn't there they brought in Three running backs. I know. Well, Come when you on. draft one in the third round, that, 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 that's all you need to know. Right. And here's my thing. The rest of the NFL knew that. Yeah. The rest of the if you're interested in LaShawn McCoy, you weren't trading for him no. because you knew he was going to be cut. Correct. It's just you don't, you don't the, trade for running backs. The rest backs, of the NFL right? was surprised because Brandon Bean came out and Sean McDermott came out and said, this is our guy for this year. We're, we're keeping LaShawn McCoy. Can we just stop doing that? It's all noise. Can it's, we just stop? It, yeah, but but why to, do we have to even play that game? It's to make him feel good why because yes. I think he's a he's can be a fragile 
superstar at times. So it was to make him feel good. And be honest with you, (laughs) I get the sense that they know how fragile he is and they knew it wasn't going to work because he wasn't going to be the number one running back here. Or if it was, he was going to be one in A, B, and C, and he wasn't going to be happy. And when LaShawn's not happy, he can be disruptive. So I think that went into the decision. Well, I got bad news from him in Kansas City then. (laughs) Yeah, but but, he's going to be running back by committee. Yeah, but but getting released at this point is the reality slaps you in the face a little bit, and he gets to go to what could very well be a Super Bowl team. So I think he'll suppress any of those feelings because of where he is. Can we just get to the real point here? And this is just a fantasy disaster now, (laughs) right? We've, we in all had regard. S- I think if you draft a McCoy, I think it's a better for no. you in fantasy. No, nope, not so? a chance. Not a chance. And, and a lot of people were high on the Kansas City running backs that were there. The Darrell Williams. Yeah. <laughs> well, I agree. I agree. If you had those two, yeah. um, they were like, okay, I'm going to get this guy later rounds, right? Uh, second second round, you're targeting those players. And well, now you're like, hmm. Weren't the Chargers a better option? For McCoy? Yeah. Yes. Don't you think? I think I so. understand the Andy Reid Andy connection, and I'm 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 on board with that. Yeah, that but makes the Chargers may have been smart enough to say we don't, that's not what we need. No, I, the, well, the reports came out that he was pretty much offered the exact same contract from the Chargers. He was. Yeah. Okay. So it was basically feast or famine there, and I, I just wonder if I mean Austin Eckler's a nice player. They've got a was it Justin Justin Jackson? Jackson yeah. Yeah. Justin Who Jackson. They like a lot. So it's a similar setup to the Chiefs, but I can see why he chose the Chiefs. Really? Yeah. The, the, he wants to win. Yeah. And, he, and in the Andy Reid thing, like the Chargers, I think, is huh? we're, gonna, I like the Chargers. we're going to get into the division. I like in the a Chargers, <laughs> but I, I, I like the Chiefs better. So we'll, we'll get That's to fair. that in a minute. Yeah, we're going to. All right, so McCoy was uh, one of the big releases, and he signs a team. But the big news was the, the trade. Jadavion Houston Clowney. was the big news. Yeah, Houston right? did a couple of things here. Oh, my goodness. Minus a general manager, by the way. Yeah, that's right. They traded these these trades reflect that a little bit. Jadavian Clowney to the Seahawks. Then they also uh, acquired Tunsil from the Dolphins. But here's the Seahawks deal. They get Jadavian Clowney, $9 million this year, with a promise not to tag him in 2020. So do you understand how that worked? They essentially ripped up the tag. Essentially. They didn't really rip up the tag, but they broke it up so that Houston had to pay $7 million of it in, in, in a signing bonus. So Houston traded their arguably second-best defensive player, to the Seattle Seahawks and paid $7 million to, to let to him go. To do so. That's crazy. That is... I mean, that what? is... If you look at the other trade uh, drawbacks that, that, that you know, Frank Clark and D. Ford and all these other guys had got this offseason alone, this is murder. And they yeah. didn't get much in return. Murdered. They didn't get much in return at all. A third and two players. And, t- and neither of those players, one They're of them bounced around the depth. league, and the other one is maybe a backup linebacker at best. So, so I'm going I'm to jump ahead here and put this in front of you guys. This is the last point I wanted to make, but I'm going to make it now. Why did this trade need to happen? Well, I was, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't. That's where, that's where I'm lost, and I'd love to have yeah, My question is, why that. didn't this trade happen three months ago? Well, if it, if it needed to happen, it should have happened then, obviously. Well, it needed to happen because he wasn't going to play for that. He wasn't going to play this year. But you should have known that in, in, in May. Okay, but here's th- – they got a couple of uh, picks, right? Well, one-third. <laughs> they got one-third, but I thought – oh, I'm thinking of the Dolphins trade. Yeah, that's okay. the – and that's even worse. So that's they, coming. So they paid. So what you're saying is they paid seven million dollars and their best, second best defensive player for a third round pick. Yeah, and two depth guys. Right. Yeah, and and the root of yeah. this, the root of this is that's Seattle awful. 
isn't going to give you anything for a player they have no guarantee they're going to have more than one year. See, that's where this thing, that's right. from what Mike has taught us, really got crazy is that because he had to play on the franchise tag this year, you couldn't do a long-term deal with him. So any team trading for him has to judge what you're going to give up based on the fact that he may very well walk off your so, roster next year. So what's the going rate for a one-year guy? So and that's the point. This trade needed to happen July 14th. The second July 15th got here and that deadline passed for them to extend him to a multi-year contract, the value just just absolutely tanks. It's gone. It's gone. Then you get into this conversation where it's a rental process and you're never going to get any kind of drawback from a rental. They did okay, but why did he have to go in the first place? Why wouldn't you just, why would you why would you just let him sit? Why would you let him go at all? To be able to franchise him again? Yeah, yeah. I would have I would have hung on to him. I would have played hardball with him. Yes. For sure. For sure. Yes, I would have too. I don't understand the need for this. If that's the if that's what I'm getting in return, he sits. If, yeah, he only, sits home. Did you really get anything in return? No, that's what I mean. you that's paid to I mean. get rid of him. No, he you, sits home. For you that. got a third round pick, which, as as was pointed out, should Jadavian Clowney not resign in Seattle next year, they get the third round pick back and a compensatory pick. Exactly. Seattle's got all in on this. They yeah. they they made themselves markedly better with this move for not little giving up. They pay this guy $9 million, but oh, by the way, the two guys that they let go to Houston were $4.2 million saved, which means they now net Clowney, sorry, 4-7. They now are literally netting Jadavian Clowney at $4.2 million this year. Maybe, so, the, maybe the fifth best edge rusher in all of football for $4 million this So if year. he does walk after one year, that's still a heck of a bargain Cares. if he helps you win the division. Right. He's going to get a third-round pick back, right. the, what you already gave up. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> great deal by Seattle. It's an unbelievable deal. All right. So, yeah. so, so, wait, wait, yeah. so, wait. How, who? Yeah. Houston, we have a problem. Well, okay. and then it leads, then that leads into the other trade. I think now here's our opening for Mike to talk about the other trade that which, Houston makes, which was worse. Which, in my by opinion. the way, they prop, this was probably because, um, didn't they have a deal with Miami for Clowney? Yeah. For Tunzel, right? Cl- well, Clowney wouldn't go. Well, Clowney wouldn't go. So, I mean, this was. So that factors in here, right? I mean, there was a deal. You got to believe Clowney was involved in this Tunsil deal. Yeah. Right? And there's clearly a desperation on Bill O'Brien's part to find someone to protect Deshaun Watson and do it at any cost possible. Before we get there. Let, well, clearly. <laughs> let's let's talk, Remember last week, we, one of our discussion points was, are the Dolphins really doing this right? Oh, they're doing Tanky. it right now. Yes. When I saw this news come over, it was just the light bulbs all over, right? I mean, this is how you tank. This is it. You trade your starting left tackle. Unless you're the Cleveland Browns who did the same thing and it didn't get them anywhere. But that's for another topic of discussion. What? Well, all those all those players and all those draft picks they acquired never really turned into any. They got Baker. Well, they got Baker. That's what everybody's trying to do right now. That's the only thing that matters to Miami is Tua or whoever it's going to be, Trevor in 21. Whatever the plan is for the, for the Dolphins, this is a fantastic way to start. Maybe. We'll, we'll get to that, but maybe. But anyway, the, yeah, this trade was a blockbuster, and uh, – there's no way to put it. The Dolphins scored huge here. The draw, the draw is I don't even have the draft picks for me. Two, they now two have, number ones. They now have two firsts and two seconds over the next two two picks. They've cleared at least thirteen million in cap space with all these moves, and there's a couple of smaller trades they made as well to help. But now they are low, bottom in everything, bottom in spending, bottom in active roster. They have the lowest paid offensive line, the lowest paid defensive line. They've got no linebackers on this team anymore. That they have. Thirty-six million in cap space this year, which is going to roll over to next year. They now have got now have one hundred and twenty-six in projected cap space next year. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. 
to your point, that's where the Browns were, and they screwed some things up. Right. I, I wonder if they do nothing next year. I wonder if they do nothing, and it's all about the draft, well, and they just roll this thing over. Because, listen, this is going to align with Brady's retirement at some point yeah, here, right? Yeah, and so, you brought up Trevor Lawrence. Remember, he's that's what two I mean. drafts away. That's what I mean. Because next year, uh, you know, I, I know everyone's tank for two and all that stuff, but I think there's uh, doubts about him with his size and everything about how great an NFL well, quarterback we'll he's going to be. There appear to be no doubts about Trevor Lawrence. Well, we're going to see a perfect uh, – Lead into Tutua with Kyler Murray, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that isn't that we've no got question. we've got Baker yeah. and Kyler Murray in the league now, and if both these guys can excel in the next year and a half, they're going to take Tua. Yeah. Or hey, well, look at uh, look at Jalen Hurts just had a monster oof, game, my right? Goodness, what a start! Right, had a monster game. So let's not forget about Jalen Hurts too. Well, just the, the position as a whole, right? I mean, these guys are getting more athletic and and, and smaller in, in stature, but I, we're, does it matter? Yeah, we'll find if it out. Translate, who cares? That's what we need to find out. If it that, that's where who cares? that's why whether two is the number one overall pick in the draft or whether it's a classic six five quarterback like Herbert, the Oregon kid, Herbert, yeah. um, is what we'll find out. Is it Haber or, or, or Herbert? I think it's Herbert. Herbert? I think I think, so. he, I think he does pronounce it Herbert. Yeah. It's Herbert. You're thinking of yeah. Bobby Abair? Of course. There's, I yeah. think his son is playing somewhere, by he's the a, way. He's a radio guy in New Orleans. Yes, now. he is. Yeah. He's actually kind of fun to listen to uh, if you're gonna I've understand been, I've his French Cajun. He's super fun Yeah. Um did how you know again from the Dolphins standpoint to me when Houston calls and offers this yeah. as of course you don't want to give up a young up and coming left tackle but to me they're probably like they want to give us what we have to do it they're blown away but that's the question here right because if the if the process is to rebuild and to get yourself your franchise quarterback and then quickly go which like you know the Browns process essentially is trading the left tackle really worth it no Can, but I find think this was too good to pass up. You know, maybe Tunsil didn't want to be Joe Thomas. He didn't want to be there at all. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He didn't want to be Joe Thomas, where he looks at Joe Thomas, who was this great left tackle the Browns had and basically wasted, right? Because, you know, he's protecting bad quarterbacks. Right? There's Joe no Thomas question. was a great left tackle There's for no the question. Browns. Not to mention Tunzel. And he retires when, they, when they're supposedly good. Not to mention Tunzel needs is going to need a $17 million per year contract in the next 12 months. Maybe, right. maybe sooner. Not, I mean, not with Houston. They might as well just a lot of people now. are being critical of Houston of not getting a contract done before this trade as part of this trade agreement, similar to what happened with Khalil Mack. Like a sign-in trade? Yeah, I, I, I know Peter King, particularly as we record this on Monday morning, that was the point that he brought up. He said a lot of NFL people were surprised that they did not make the trade contingent upon having negotiated well, a deal. This is not having a general manager, right? I mean, well, on, you know, I think. I think it's part of it. I, not I mean, not even on the not even on the logistical side. I just think, excuse me, <clears throat> when you have a, a coach who's essentially on the hot seat there, who's running the whole show, he's not worried about two years from now when he might not very well be there anymore. He's worried about now, so he's going to give up whatever it takes to make this year better. Who sa- So who says yes to this? I mean, it's, the guys, it's awful. It's historically how do you bad a, for Yeah, How do you let a guy in the hot seat make these radical moves that look horrible? Because you, you, t- you don't hire a general manager. You put too much trust in him. I- that's a lot to give up, I think. I think it's a, it's what, a lot. What do you think's happening in Houston right now? Do you think he's really just running the show? Or are there, are, is there a table of guys like this? got to be. Or you know, guys and girls like he, this? I, I, are there a lot of mouths you know, yeah, to figure this out? Yeah, but I think he's out? got the, the, the last and the biggest one. Every team's got a, a cap guy, but the league also lets them know you know where the cap's at and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, there's personnel yes. guys and all that stuff. But I got to think that beyond the owner who remembers now the son of the late Bob McNair, who is new to this as an owner, 
I think he's trusting O'Brien. Remember, Bob O'Brien comes from the Belichick tree where Belichick runs the show. You, I can't imagine anybody other than O'Brien has the final and ultimate say on what they're doing there. I had dinner with that guy. Really? Who? The son of Bob McNair. Cal McNair, right? I believe it is. When they were <laughs> just coming into the league at the Super Bowl commissioner's party in Tampa. Ray, Bucks and Giants at Super Bowl. I forget the number was. Whatever. And... I whatever I, this party was the most unbelievable party I've ever been to. So it was a million dollar party, and I believe it. Top floor of the convention center. But anyway, so um, after uh, we, we got some food, I sat down um, at this table, and this guy's wearing a little Texan. Oh, Texan! She's like, yeah, yeah, my dad's the owner. I'm like, oh, cool, congratulations! Like, you know, we just sat and had a conversation. Seemed like a nice enough kid. You know, he was a kid at the time, maybe twenty, I think, something like that. And uh, <laughs> it's just kind of funny. <laughs> He's the owner of the team right. now, and eh. isn't Mike? Don't you think that O'Brien is running the show there now, and, and he may very well be. go from running the show to being fired if they don't make the playoffs this year? Look, there's no question that he's heavily involved, and this is a football decision, right? All these things we're talking about, the, you, know, you know, the gaffes and the, and the misses, they're the business side of it. They screwed up the business side of it, not getting the contract on way overpaying, tr- making this deal at the final hour of the of the offseason rather than trying to get this thing done, you know, in March or whenever. I'm, they needed a left tackle all year. They signed Matt Khalil in March, and that wasn't good enough then. Joe, Joe Banner, <laughs> who's a pretty good follow on Twitter, the former Eagles president, pointed out all they needed to do was trade up a couple spots in the draft to get the guy that supposedly Perfect. they wanted Perfect. to be their left tackle. So instead of doing that and settling for somebody else, they now give up all these picks to go get their left tackle now. So to me, this the trade was a strictly a football decision. Oh my God, we need a left tackle. We don't have a good one. I can't let Deshaun Watson get sacked 40 times again. Whatever I need to pay to go find a, a young top 10 left tackle, we're going to do yeah, it. Let, we're going to give up whatever it costs. Let me let me play devil's advocate just a little bit because you actually brought up a nice point where, where O'Brien comes from the Patriots tree, right? The Belichick tree. And, and it immediately sparked in my head, would Belichick do this? And Belichick would do this. Oh, yeah. Belichick would do this right now. And let me tell you why. Tunzel's on a $2 million salary this year and a, and a $10 million fifth-year option next year. That's exactly when Bill Belichick acquires players, right in this window, right? Right before they need to get paid. He never pays them. Right. He would, he never, he would never pay Tunzel, but he would get him right now. So what if, Bill, what if Bill O'Brien just acquired his starting left tackle for two years at $12 million, and then he lets him walk? Oh, great. That's very Belichickian. Is that worth what they just gave up? Maybe. It might be. Maybe. It might, because you are in Deshaun Watson's window right now, yep. right? Because he's going to have to get paid in two years. In two years. Yep. Maybe a year. So maybe maybe you can do this right. Maybe you can get this, make this work. Kenny Stills is a throw. And they got a well, but he's, he's a just, but he'll probably be their starting receiver. No, he's their fourth receiver. Right fourth, now. Oh, he's yeah. Hopkins, I he's mean, the, come on. He's, well, I'm saying, Hopkins, but, but Fuller, you got Hopkins. Coutier. Fuller's always hurt. I don't think Cote's that good a it's player. About in line with so Stills let's say right he's their third receiver. Sure. That that we can't lose sight of the fact that they did get a legitimate NFL starting caliber receiver Fair in enough. the deal too. Fair enough. The eight million is a little scary, but that's about right, right? Um, but you're right. They're in this window. So I'm going to pull back a little bit. They gave up way too much. There's no question. They, they gave do- up more than Khalil Mack. Oh, it's just they gave up more than what the Bears gave up for Khalil. I mean, Mack. The, the timing of the trade, all of it's wrong. The business side of it is just wrong. But it might not be in two years. It might not be. All right, but listen, they. You said they gave up more than what the Bears gave up for Khalil Mack. But maybe they've wrecked. They they have the pass rusher. They gave up another one. Yeah. And so maybe if anybody 
can see what it means more to their football team, it would be the Houston Texans. Just to, just to, you know, on, on Mike's point here, on the football side of it, well, I think I think our issues are the transactional side of it, more so on no the clowny trade as opposed to this trade with the Miami Dolphins. And to your point, and actually Joe Banner on Twitter said this yesterday, there was a point in time when edge rushers and left tackles were paid, paid about the same. Mm-hmm. And we're getting back to that point. Yeah. Right. There's about five positions we talk about all the time that are just the pr- primary positions to pay. And left tackle is has always been a primary position, but maybe more so now than ever with this rash of young quarterbacks coming in. Right. They're cheap. They're young. They need they need help. Right. And the first place you go to help them is the left tackle position. So it's look at that's why Tunzel is going to get 18 million a year minimum now, in, in my opinion, if he gets signed in one year from now or two years when his fifth-year option, I just don't know if Houston's going to be the team to do it. That's a, that's a good point. I it's just great don't point. know if they need to. A couple of teams to note here, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots, uh, the teams that will meet in the, in the opener. Um, yeah, nice, right? Yeah, got to love that. Well, the reason I bring these two up, which is, you know, we, we talk about these teams a lot for, you know, the good or bad reasons, but um, there's a lot of interesting things going on with their rosters right now. First of all, last week we talked about the Patriots. We had a pretty good discussion about the offensive line of the Patriots and how I thought they weren't up to snuff and because the, you know the finances didn't align, and I just didn't think they liked where they were. So three offensive, t- offensive linemen trades later, I think I was right on that one, Paul. It just <laughs> doesn't matter. It just it has doesn't to matter. matter. No, it doesn't. No it team, doesn't matter. No team makes three trades for one position in it one week. It just doesn't matter, Just because. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, let's look. You know what was interesting? One of the guys they acquired a center – center slash guard from the Bills, a team in their division. Yeah. This is how much the Bills think of Russ Bodine. They trade him <laughs> to the Patriots, right? Right. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it, he could very well go from being a guy who the Bills couldn't wait to get rid of, and the Bengals, by the way, to being a valuable, well, potential Pro Bowl starter for the Patriots. Oh, I'm telling you. Pro Bowl. Wait, well, Pro Bowl? All right, come on. Pro Bowl. Top 10 in the NFL centers potential. Let's say, let's say Paul's crazy, and that's not the case. And let's let's actually not sleep on that move. The the David Andrews loss is a big loss for Tom Brady. We talked about yes. this in the playoffs last year on the show. How the interior uh, of that offensive line was everything. It's crucial. Nobody Brady. gets the Brady yes. on the outside. Correct. Right. I mean, it's one point eight seconds. You've got to come right up the gut on him. And David Andrews was the guy just to, to stop that from happening. I you 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 know what? If you're playing the pages, I'm putting your. I would put your all best in. pass rusher See, right over the my, center. My point of, Mosley in the, in the my for the point Jets about yeah. all this is there's no, I'm not arguing that telling you that Bodine is as good as David Andrews. Sure. I'm not telling you that. But what I'm telling you is Tom Brady has the ability to elevate people around him in ways that no one else does so if Russell if if David Andrews is an 85 on a scale of 100 and Russell Bodine with the Bills last year was a 50 I bet you Tom Brady can make Russell Bodine a 70 which is probably good enough to help the Patriots do what they want to do I'd say 65 well but but you you get my point here (laughs) right yeah uh, high tides raise all boats right and and there's no one whose high tide raises the because before David Andrews it was a string of undrafted no-name centers that we never heard of before that you're all like, oh my God, how are they going to lose this guy? Who's this David Andrews guy? I'm telling you, it's the way the Patriots work. Trent Brown was a nobody. They trade for him. He becomes a stud and gets stupid money from the Raiders at left tackle and they don't skip a beat because they've got a first-round pick who's going to play there. It it doesn't matter with the Patriots. uh, I will give some fuel to Paul's fire over here. I remember when they traded Logan Mankins yeah. and Brady was pissed, right? Right about this right time. Right before the season started. <laughs> yeah, he was pissed. 
and it didn't matter. No. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. But look, he's 42, and I don't think he can elevate up the stairs much anymore. <laughs> so you expect him to elevate an offensive line that just got put together this week? I saw some nifty video of him working until, out with bands on a beach. Did you in, see that? That's your fault. Until <laughs> it stops happening, I refuse to believe that it will. Let's get into it. Let's pick division winners right now because this is relevant. Yes. <laughs> All right. We'll start. Let's, Let's start, start, start there. With, yeah. start with is there anybody that doesn't think they win the division? Yeah. Patriots? I'm here. You are. I'm here for it. Oh, I'm, my goodness. Look at I've been drug. Is drug testing a part of the Spot Track <laughs> yeah. podcast, Kevin? It's, it's early on a holiday. All right. I'm going to get yet. it Not yet. Look at This is the first year that I really think the Patriots have not done enough. Truly have not done enough. Their defense is fine. They're going to stop some teams. They're going to stop I think teams defense like the Bills. Is better than fine. Yeah, but I think we don't talk about their defense because they're the Patriots. But the team I'm picking might have the t- a top three defense in all of football. I-, I really like the Jets, and I know that's crazy because Sam Darnold yeah. was not even on people's radars last year. But you know what Sam Darnold did last year? We talked about it. I know, I know, I know you appreciated this too. Sam Darnold just did everything he was supposed to do. He didn't try to alter his him, himself to be a different quarterback because that's what the, the NFL was throwing at him. He went out there and, and took his progressions and threw tons of picks and made himself look terrible on the stat sheet, but he did everything that, that he was supposed to do in his rookie season. He took his lumps. That's what Peyton Manning did. That's what John Elway did. All these great quarterbacks who have t- spoken about Sam Darnold in this way basically said, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go out there and take your lumps the first year and figure it all out and look terrible if you have to look terrible, and then second year, third year, fourth year, you just improve upon that. He's going to improve. They They've got really sleeper dark horse wide receivers on that team. I'm, I, I don't. Robbie love Anderson has a core. gigantic ceiling. I don't love their corners. I don't love their linebackers. I, I just I think they're. I think Darnold's fantastic and on his way to clearly being the best quarterback in that division and one of the best in the AFC. I just don't feel like I feel good enough about the Jets. All the other pieces around him, unless Darnold can be a Brady and elevate a lot of other things around him. I'm not. I just don't feel good enough about them to go where you're going to go, which is to think they're going to win the division. I will take the Patriots to win the division because Josh Gordon is going to no question is is going to take the role of Gronk in that offense Uh and come back and be great. And I think Sony Michelle is going to be a superstar in that offense. They're going to have to be. I think they punt on the regular season this year. Well. I think they they, win. They they tend to do that like until mid October anyway. But I think I think that means they don't win it. I think they're going to punt on the regular season this year. They've got suspensions lined up for the first four weeks. They're, they're going to have to limp into the season a little bit. Well, yeah, I, so I, they're I agree. Gonna they're going to lose yes, games. They're going to lose games. Yes, I agree. I think the first half of the season will be tight. Then I think uh, when it comes to Thanksgiving, that's when they put the uh, down on the gas and they win the division. Think, We're just talking about division. I think they go one and one to the Jets, and the Jets end up winning the division. All right. Okay. You've got the Jets. Surely. Paul and I both have the Patriots. Yep. Uh, let's go to AFC North. This is going to be interesting. You have the Browns, Steelers, Ravens, and Bengals. Are we on the Browns bandwagon here? Not sure. I'm ready to. Vegas it's too is. big a leap. Vegas to me. is. Vegas, is Vegas five has them over Pittsburgh. It's too right. big a leap to me. I, I still think the Steelers are the better team. And I think the Steelers filled one of their big gaps, which was linebacker yes. to replace Shazier. I think that defense goes back to being what it is, what it usually is. Boy, I, it's going to be. I, I haven't seen the schedule. They meet at the end. Oh, uh, I would believe. I believe so. Unless it's yeah. Baltimore, it could be Baltimore. Either way, I, all three of those teams are going to be neck and neck. Is that wrong? Yes, to say? I agree. I, I think it's no, going to be the, very the, tight. They, the last game against the Browns for the Steelers is December first. That's terrible. Who's oh, scheduled? actually, they play them two games, two within three weeks. Okay, they play them on the fourteenth of November, and then they, oh. and then I think there's a bye in there, so and late. then then they play the Bengals, and then they play the Browns again. I'm sorry, but that's like 
So it's got to be Baltimore late then. Yeah. It's it, traditionally, I think the Steelers do play the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, well, hang on. I can check that. That is their last game of the year. Okay. Boy, Browns or Cardinals, Steelers? Bills, Jets, Ravens are the last four games for the Steelers. Wow. Cardinals, Bills, Jets. At Cardinals, are... home Bills, at Jets, at Ravens. I'm picking the Steelers. I'm picking the Steelers. I, I, I think it's going to matter. Uh, experience is going to matter down the stretch there with Big you, Ben and, and coaching. I'll take coach. Me too. Steelers because of coaching. Well, Baltimore. But I, I, I like everything about the Steelers team right now, including the chip that Roethlisberger is going to have. Sure. You Can you be- imagine they what, what Brown he's dying to prove right now right, yes. without those guys? Yes. I, I think I think it's all in on Pittsburgh right now. All right. So we're all taking the Steelers or you're taking the Browns, Paul? No, I'm taking the Steelers. All right. AFC South, Texans, Jags, Titans, Boo. and Colts. <laughs> Right, it, this would have been the Colts. I think the Colts are still the best team in that division. It still would it still would have been the Colts if Andrew Luck. They're the yeah. Vegas there. underdogs. They are the yeah, fourth I, I, best I odds that, in this I, division. I, now. I think that's a little bit of Vegas playing off of people's emotions of the Andrew Luck move. Um, you know, you know. Honestly, I always my my always thoughts on Vegas are it's not factually always what they think is going to happen. It's what they think will get people to bet the most. On what's going will, to happen. I will take the Jags. I say... Uh, really? Yes, I will take the Jaguars. Um, I still think they have a quality defense, and mm-hmm. they've got... I think Foles makes that big difference? Yeah, I think Foles makes a huge okay. difference for them. I think there, there are throws that were probably there that Blake Bortles didn't make, and uh, we, but we do know it's going to be kind of a boring offense. But I think, Doug you're, I think but whatever. You're, I like Foles. I like the Jags. You're talking about maybe a one-game difference between... Correct. This could be All a 9-7, 8-8... Yeah. and seven, eight and eight. Division, so yes, you know I don't want to go crazy here, but I think the Colts are good enough to be a nine and seven team, which might win that division. I, I think it might be the most fun division in football to watch. Yeah, right, not, right. not the best division in football. I'm going to take the Colts too here. Okay, I'm take the, they were the they were the most. Structured I think we're under team. right. We're under underestimating Brissett. I think I think he's. It's not the Brissett of two years ago. I think he's good enough with enough good pieces around him yeah. and a really good defense to get to nine wins. Chiefs or Chargers? Oh. Goodness. I'm gonna go. I would have gone Chargers probably all up until about two weeks ago when they when the Gordon thing happens and they lose Derwin James yeah. uh, and a couple of other injuries. I like the Chargers a lot, but I think Mahomes is transcendent, and I think that's the difference. You're, I, only, you're only betting the Chiefs if you think he stays healthy, right? Correct. Yes, and that's what everybody's worried about. Are you worried about that? No, really, not. I'm a little worried about. I'll that. take Mahomes. Mahomes getting you get he, oh. he puts himself in positions to get hit and hurt. He's got the he's got the uh, the target on him now. He's the guy to get if you're a defensive I think player. He's smart enough to not put himself in those yeah, positions. I think really? I think he is the best player in football right now. Yeah, Mahomes, and that's why I've taken the Chiefs and them for them to go all the way to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. All right, no secrets there. So I'm just it's throw that out there. Chiefs are are, are you know. Wow, going out on a limb there. Yeah, Jeff. yeah, it's picking chalk. Well, this is what I liked about you know what he did in the AFC Championship. I know um, was incredible. He set to himself me. apart last year. Yes, no he question. did, and I, I think you know he'll be the MVP, and I think he leads him to the Super Bowl. Not sure about the title. We'll get there in a second. Sure. But are you, you guys, who do you like coming out of the AFC? It's tough not to bet the Chiefs, right? Right. It's got to be the Chiefs, unless I, you're going I, Patriots, I, Paul. I, I hate to to because it's you're going to do nothing but get burned if you pick against the Patriots. Um, but I think the Chiefs, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I think the Chiefs are going to make that step forward that they needed to make that that cost them a narrow loss to the Patriots last year that they'll win. Yeah, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are waiting for your pick on this podcast no, to post I, but, in the but locker room. But I just, no. you know, it just I've, that's the one lesson I've learned over covering yeah. this division for as long as we have. Kevin is like, if you want to pick against the Patriots, good luck. You're going to be wrong. Well, let me let me throw this at you. Here's the AFC Championship odds. 
The Chiefs and Patriots are deadlocked at the top. Chargers are third. Chargers, then okay Browns, then Steelers. Yeah, That's I, your I'm okay with I put the Steelers ahead of the Browns, but I'm, I think the Chargers are a really, really good team. Clearly. What's, yep. a, what's a good bet? All right? You, you know what Sleeper the odds bet? are? A sleeper bet well, the here. Colts, for sure. Well, because Colts, every year sure, the there Colts. are seven teams on average that, or last couple of years, that make the playoffs that didn't make the playoffs before. Right. So we didn't spend a lot of time talking about teams that didn't make the playoffs. We should be. 30, 30 to 1 on the Colts. To win the AFC. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that's probably a good, I'm gonna good say, sleeper bet. I'm going to say the Dolphins at 251 is still not Terri- good value. That's a terrible <laughs> bet. That's not good value. <laughs> that is I awful need, I need more on that one. How about 2,500 to 1? <laughs> well, you got the Jets one of the division, so why don't you pick them to win the that's, thir- uh, that's 30 to 1, too. So you like your Colts, but you don't like the Jets, huh? I like the Colts better than the Jets. <laughs> All right, NFC. They're not in the Patriots division. <laughs> NFC, NFC East, you have the Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, and Redskins. I like the Whoa. Eagles there. I think the Eagles are by far the best team in that division. Let me throw this at you. Ooh, God. You know what? I, I think how the much, Cowboys are going to make some noise. How much better are the Eagles with Melvin Gordon? They're, they're um, better. Well, it's five to eight odds right now. Which means you got to bet eight bucks to win five. I would say it's five to ten. Howie Roseman <laughs> always makes some kind of crazy move, and he hasn't really done it this year yet. But he always does something. He, he got Jordan Howard, which was kind of a you know that was a slam dunk. That was a layup move for him. But I I, I think it's coming. I think I think Melvin. And they Gordon, have the rookie Miles Sanders that they like a lot, who's been very impressive. I'm not sure they need that, honestly. Well, the Chiefs didn't need McCoy. <laughs> I think it's the same conversation to be had here. If you can get that kind of player. And they're they're brilliant with their trades. If if you if you need if you've got if you're bored on a, at work on a Tuesday, just go through our trade tracker and, and filter by Philadelphia Eagles because they have done some damage on the trade market in a positive way. And I, I just think that's the team that sh- that's probably sitting there eyeballing this Gordon situation, thinking that guy can probably put our offense way over the top because they do have to protect Carson Wentz. There's yes. no question. They they can't run that offense through Wentz all year long. They just can't. They're going to have to take some days off of the passing game. And I think you put a Gordon Sanders, maybe you're trading Howard in that deal. So maybe it's Gordon Sanders and uh, Clement, right? That's enough. That's definitely enough to protect uh, the passing game when you need to. So I, just keep an eye on this because I think that's, that team is uh, is due for a big move here. In the, in the I assume you like the Cowboys because you think the Zeke thing is going to get to No, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go with the Eagles. I'm okay. just saying I think the Cowboys, are. You know, they, yeah. they may push them, but I, w- I would take the Eagles. I would love to take Dallas because I love those players. And they're fun to watch. Yeah. But I think they're botching this. I think Jerry Jones is botching this whole thing. The whole Why, thing. Why? By not giving a running back a ton of money? But any of them, Paul, any of them. Yeah. You, you're putting them all on one, essentially one-year deals heading into this year. Although you're, Dak's going to get his cash because, you know, he changed agents to Aaron Donald's agent. Is he, though? He's going to get his money. I don't know if Dallas is going to pay him. It doesn't matter where. He's going to get his money somewhere. Oh, well, then that's, that's a whole yeah. other podcast. I know it is. Where the hell is he going to go? I don't know. He's going to go. Well, <laughs> listen, I think he's going to play well enough in Dallas. He'll get, he'll get paid there. He already has, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm with, not I, to be I top like dollar. That. I not like to be that. Top dollar. Right. No. I, I, th- I, you know what? Uh, top dollar, we're talking 35, 40 but million. Listen, but listen, I think 25 million. We're not makes in sense. the 90s anymore. Jerry Jones doesn't have this kind of mental control that he used to have. These guys are going to be pissed as hell at him for this. They're not. They're going to go out there and play with a chip on their shoulder because right. they're not getting paid. It's going to be the exact opposite. Yeah, they don't play the exact, now. Right? Their player this players is, don't play now. No, this is a player mental mental league, sports life generation, right. whatever you want to be in. That's what the NBA is all about, right? I actually tweeted yesterday. There was a there was a nice story from Mike Jones, I believe, about how you know Zeke has leverage only at this point, 
and he, he equated it to the NBA a little bit, right? Like how all the demands that players have made in the NBA. And my, my response to that was, why didn't the three of those guys get together, NBA style, and say, we're not playing unless we're all paid? <laughs> why didn't they, That's three of the most important positions and players on the Dallas Cowboys. Concept. Why aren't they all sitting out right now together and say, I need 32, I need 15, and I need 18? And we're not showing up. The three of us aren't showing up to play for your team unless we get it. Do you know why? Because they're all individual. The players are right. They're all individuals. Independent contractors. But but so are the NBA players until LeBron James did what he did. And that changed the entire sport. And I'm saying, why why can't these three guys do it? This isn't a left tackle and a a safety and and a cornerback. This is three guys who all need each other, and the Cowboys all need them to win. It's the perfect position for them to to bind together and say we're not doing a damn well, thing without our money. I think well, p- part of that argument is they haven't done anything. They haven't won. <sighs> they made the playoffs once. Marty Cooper made quite a big difference last year. <laughs> I, I I don't disagree with you. Listen, I I think Dak Prescott's getting paid, but Eagles win that division. Well, this is another podcast to come. What we're talking okay. about here: Bears, Vikings, Packers, Lions. Awesome division. I like the NFC Bears. North's the best division. I like the Bears. I I'm not. On board with, I don't think the Packers have been a very good team the last couple of years to automatically assume that Aaron Rodgers, with a new coaching staff, is going to elevate a mediocre team around him is a big step for me. I think the Bears' defense is maybe the best in the league. I like the development of Trubisky, and I think they've got a super smart coach in Nagy who will get the best out of what he has there. I like their running backs, they've got good receivers. To me, the Bears are the best team there. Yeah, the Bears. I think the Bears missed the playoffs. Re- really? I think it's a crazy big step back for the Bears this year. Yep. Wow. I think so that, who do you like? I, I think they were all in on adrenaline last year with the MAC trade, and it was just kind of threw the whole season into full force. I think they're going to get a reality check this year. I think Minnesota is way better than they've been playing. Way better. They should be competing for this division easily. I know Kirk Cousins. You, you don't have to tell me about Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins can get it done. It's just he needs help to get you know to the next step. He's got help. That roster is loaded. They've, they've maintained that defense somehow financially, which has been a you know a magic show in itself. That's a super loaded team, the Vikings and the Packers. Look at. I'm not big on new on new coaches winning in their first year, and I'm not sure he's up to the task. I really don't. I don't. I'm not sure he's up to the task. But one thing he appears to be doing is playing ball with Aaron Rodgers, and that. And you've had your conversation with Tom Brady, right? How Tom Brady can just elevate. Aaron Rodgers can put an entire team on his shoulders when he needs to and win 11 games. Well, he's going to have to. And and maybe this is the year he – look, it's, it's an odd year, right? He didn't do it last year, so he probably should do it this year. A lot of people bet that way. And I, if I'm that, I'm putting Chicago third in this division. I'm putting Minnesota and Packers 1A, 1B, and I'm putting Chicago behind them. Of course, the Lions get no love and no. for good reason. No. And with Ooh. good reason. Yeah. Yes. Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Buccaneers in the South. I think the Saints are the best team. I, I, I think the Saints are the best team in that division. I think they're a, they're a potential Super Bowl caliber team. Uh, I like the Panthers. I, you know, it depends on if Cam Newton's shoulder is healthy enough. McCaffrey's a great weapon. Um, uh, you know, and the Falcons always are one of those teams like every other year, like they're really good, right? Isn't this one of the years? This would be the um, every other year, right? But, but I like, what the, I like the Saints. I like, I like their personnel, and Breeze is still playing at a high level. Again, one of those guys that elevates their defenses is, is, is got enough athletes on it. Cam Jordan's a great pass rusher. To me, that's the best team in that division. That, can't argue with that. I'm all in on the Falcons. Right. Falcons? Bet, really? I'm going to bet them to win the NF- NFC. This division, and, and at least be in the Super Bowl, I'm not sure on that pick yet, and I'm betting Matt Ryan to be the league MVP. Wow. I'm all, wow. I'm all in on this team. Why? I think financially they've structured it perfectly. 
They didn't pay their second running back, which a lot of people thought they should have paid Tevin Coleman, and he went out and got stupid money, and he's going to be a major force in San Francisco now. Um, they just did a lot of things right. They're going to pay Julio Jones at some point, but I, I even love that they're slow playing that. They, they took some time on this. Their, uh, Dimitrov made sure he got those three defensive players locked in first, which was crucial to this season, in my opinion. They had to make that defense right. The Edo Smith Devontae Freeman rushing game is going to be solid, and you look at three potentially top top level receivers on that team right now. Three at least, and and a tight end to boot in Austin Hooper. They're they're built perfectly. They're built exactly like they should be built. They're not spent overspending on anybody. Matt Ryan's not overpaid anymore. Not even close. Like he was that contract was silly two years ago, but now it's peanuts. And there's four kids that have passed him at this point. So to me, they're just in the perfect spot, the perfect financial window to win this thing. I still feel burned by Hooper in fantasy last year. Oh, you should take him this year, though. Oh, man, well, we'll you should find take out. him this year. Um, Contract year, man. All right. So Paul and I were the Saints here with the Falcons. Yep. NFC West, Rams, Seahawks, 49ers, Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to, well, you, you, Rams, I'm going to tell you, I like the Seahawks sure. here. Sure. I like the Niners. Okay. Do you really? I do. Ooh. Yeah. I think Garoppolo's a stud. I think he he's going to be great. They got weapons around him. Uh, they they kind of spent their year learning and getting their butts kicked because Garoppolo got hurt. They've got the Bosa kid when he comes back. They've got good players on defense. Um, I think Garoppolo is. I think we two years ago we all said he had a chance to be one of the top ten quarterbacks in the league. He hurt his knee. It happens. Guys come back from that. I don't think anything has changed about him. Uh, I think and they got a good coach and a good front office. Um, you know, it, it, it's tough to say they're, they're going to be better than the Rams because the Rams are really good, but I think the Rams take a step back, honestly, a little bit. I think like everything else, the new, the new waves, the new phases, the hot young ideas only last so long in the NFL. The only reason I don't like the Rams, um, which, believe me, their defense is a reason to like the Rams, yep. but the reason I don't like them offensively is because I don't know what Gurley is, right? Mm-hmm. And he was such a huge reason for their success. People absolutely forget what, what Todd Gurley did last year because of what he didn't do in the Super Bowl. Right. That, the, you've got to look at his – I tweeted it out yesterday or two days ago. First 10 weeks 21 touchdowns right. in the regular season last year. That's not normal. No. That's not – Nobody's going to do that level. this year. Nobody's yeah. going to have that this year. So what if he scores 15? That's fine. Fine. Right. right. right if he plays 66% of his snaps this year and scores 15 touchdowns, they'd take it. This is probably, I mean, is, is this their last year in that window because of golf, right? It, it might be. But, man, they've done a really nice job here staggering this thing out. They might get two more years. If they can get golf to play on that fifth-year option, they might get this in next year. Um, I'm not sure they can pay golf and keep everything else together. I just don't know if that's possible. But, you know, maybe Robert Woods has to fall off that roster, which is that's damaging. But right. we'll see how big a step forward Cooper Cup can take. Sure. If you can roll with Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup and two t- cheap tight ends and Jared Goff and Gurley and the new and the new running back, what is his name? Uh, Henders Henderson. That's probably enough right there, right? Who do we like coming out of? The, well, we know you picked Wait, the Falcons. Um, coming out of the NFC, Paul. I got to tell you, I, I I'm kind of just looking at these Vegas odds now, updated from all the moves this weekend. It's it's strange to me that Seattle and San Francisco have the same odds right now for the division. Why? Uh, it's not to me. That's strange to me. After what Seattle just got in Clowney. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't. Same they added, pretty they, banged. Yeah, up. but all they he basically is doing is replacing Frank Clark, right? I mean, but that, they didn't have him. Well, two I days know, ago. but 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 that to <laughs> I me think that last year Seattle to this bats. year, that's what I mean. But was, was yeah. Seattle behind San Francisco on Friday? Uh, probably. 
See, I, I look at San I think Francisco. I look no at Baldwin. Uh, you know, I mean, some, some, some. You know, I, I, I think there's some transition going on in San Seattle. San Fran was there because of their potential offensive output. But I, I look at them as a year away. I think Garoppolo needs an entire year to figure this thing out. And they added a lot of new pieces. He was pretty good two years ago when yeah. after the acquisition he and was the trade. Okay. In the, uh, I think he was better than okay, Mike, wasn't he? No. I would, With I, very little around him I understood at that time. needing to give him the contract, but I didn't think he was an elite on his way to be an elite quarterback, he and I don't think he is like an elite a, quarterback. He was lights out like his first game. Right before he got hurt, didn't he have a... Oh, yeah. He last hit. year, you mean before he got yeah, hurt? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was lights out, I thought, at the end yeah. of the season before that when they traded for him, which is why there was so much hype about them last That's year. Right. I don't even remember what he did in that first game before he got hurt last yeah. year. I, I'm rooting for him. I got to tell you this. I'm rooting for him. I think it, it, it's a nice situation. I like the front office, as you pointed and they out they still have well. the best uniforms in all of professional football because I happened to catch one of their games the other day, and those, the those maroon and the gold are just – that's a whole other show too. That's they're fantastic. <laughs> we are, you know, we are going to do a uniform show okay. because I like I'm it. not sure I agree or disagree with. All that. right, I think I disagree with. I'm going to take the Rams. all of sports. I'm going to go chalk. I on said this football. One. All of football. Yeah, okay. best in the NFL. Wow, I don't know. Have you seen no. these new XFL ones? I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. No. So you're going. You're going. I'll Rams. take the Rams on that. Okay. One. Uh, so we got three <laughs> different teams here. I picked the Chiefs in the AFC. Mike picked the Chiefs. Out. Coming out of the AFC, Paul, you took the Patriots, right? Yep. NFC coming out. No, of the I took NFC. the Chiefs coming out of the. So AFC. all three took the oh, Chiefs. I got to shake it up. Then I'm going to shake it up. Hold on, let me think about this. I I, you know, again, I I think I said to you the difference was they went to overtime last year to decide the AFC Championship yeah. game. I is, think the Chiefs are a notch or two better. Enough? Does Pittsburgh have enough? I don't That's think your so. call. We'll find out. Just make a pick. No one's. No one's. <laughs> no one's. Uh, yeah. No, no, I'm really gonna. I'm actually no going to bet this after this. this. So. All right, I was going to say no one's going to the sports book right now. No, I, I, I really might after this. Uh, I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Okay, I'm going to take Pittsburgh and the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Pittsburgh and the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Paul, you have the Chiefs and the who? Eagles. Nice. Ooh, that's nice with Andy Reid. I'm going to go. <laughs> nice, isn't it? I'm going to go Chiefs and Saints in the Super Bowl. I don't think you, you can't go wrong there either. I like it. Drew Brees goes out with a bang. Wins a Super Bowl and, and goes out and retires. I That's like my it. pick. Saints Super Bowl, which are not the best uniform in football. No. The Saints. Mm-mm. They're not. No. They're no, terrible. Far from it. They are terrible. All right. Um, that uh, oh, I, One other note, by the way. Yep. One other note before we end today's show uh, with football picks. And it's a hockey note because uh, development camps are starting at the end of this week. Training camps start next week around the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of news dumped on Friday. The NHL informed the NHL Players Association they are not going to reopen the CBA discussions. They had until September 1st to say, we're going to reopen negotiations, essentially ending the CBA, which um, many thought they would. The players still have the move. Yep. And it'll be interesting to see if the players do it. I say they don't. I don't think they will either because of the bonus money that is being paid out to players. That's right. I thought the owners would do it because I bet you in discussion several teams said, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. What is Toronto doing paying these out as bonus money, giving them all this cash up front so they don't have to pay all that tax in Toronto? Which most teams in the league don't have the ability to do. Yeah, but the league runs through Toronto. Well, Toronto it is the, is the largest grossing team in the NHL. Yep, it's it's all that matters. So if, right. if they they want to do it that way, it's going to stay that way. Yes, <laughs> and there's plenty of owners that do not like guaranteed contracts. The players do. I think the players keep it keep the deal going too. 
and and just ride it out. They'll have labor peace for a little bit longer. And, and honestly, Kevin, a lot of players got paid this offseason. A lot of players and, got paid. And we didn't gripe about that. We're griping about the lengths of the contract, which I do think has to change. Well, what you're seeing now— But that's now, a cap hit. That's a cap discussion. What you're seeing now, there's a, still RFAs who are not signed. Mm-hmm. Mitch Marner, number one, uh, talking about Toronto. And what you are seeing is those players, and it's what Toronto did, and it's why the league doesn't like Toronto— what they did, especially with Austin Matthews, they're signing these RFAs to like three and five year deals for mega bucks. Sure, the bridge deal. I love that. But they're paying them twelve million dollars early. It's, it, the, the, they went beyond bridge deal. It's a little bit longer than a bridge deal. What's well, the, the NBA money? That's exactly how the NBA exact, structures it. Correct. It's perfect. I wish the, I wish more NFL players would do it. And here's the real the real reason why the owners did not reopen. They have an expansion team coming. That's right, and they probably Money promised. Is coming. They probably promised Seattle. We, you know, we will have a deal in the year because if they open it up, not to mention everybody makes money off of that. Right, everybody. Well, the owners make money. Players exactly. do not. So why, why why would they reopen anything? They've right, got, they've got money coming down. And, and so now it's on the players. Like yep. if they reopen it, they're going to. Uh, they have a chance to increase positions sure. in their union by Seattle coming on board, and I'm sure the owners promise Seattle. Look. Uh, you Fair will enough. have a season the year you're supposed to have Fair a season, enough. right? Especially after the Vegas. I mean, right. That was a championship. That Makes was sense. Perfect. Okay. Uh, remind you, Morgan Stanley Global Sports Entertainment to give professional athletes and entertainers all the knowledge they need to make informed decisions about their finances and wealth. Learn more. Visit morganstanley.com slash GSE. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC member SIPC. Don't forget to check out the premium section of Spot Trek. Dot com Still a few days on the fantasy That's contest. What I was gonna say. Yeah, we're going to keep that open until pretty much kickoff. Open and kick Thursday. up on Thursday. But yeah, we've got a couple hundred people signed up. It should be a lot of fun. All right, $500 uh, cash prize yeah. on that fantasy draft. So get in on that at SpotTrack.com. For Mike Gennetti and Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast. <laughs>